This is Johnny Gould's Jewish State. Is it racist or anti-Semitic or even a crime to say that Jewish people are, quotes, among the cleverest in the world? This is Johnny Gould's Jewish State. That's exactly what a lecturer at Solent University in Southampton did over a private lunch at the university canteen with his course leader, Dr Janet Boner. Stephen Lamanby was reported by that course leader. He was disciplined at an employment tribunal and he lost his job in July 2020. Asked about his age, implying that he was an anachronism and even on what side of the Brexit referendum he voted for. And he stood accused of radicalising students behind the course leader's back because she couldn't check on him. He says money, not standards, count at his former university these days. Got nine grand? You're in. So, where are our universities heading? What is a tertiary education for? For those who listen. For those who are willing to listen. This is Johnny Gould's Jewish State. And if you've got kids, are you dreading sending them on the conventional conveyor belt of education just because that's how it's done? And what about the future of good men like Stephen Lamanby? With thanks to Jonathan Hoffman, who suggested covering the story, and to correspondent James Marlowe, who went to the South Coast with Jonathan to meet Stephen Lamanby. This is the story of an injustice at the heart of our education system here in the UK. Johnny Gould's Jewish State correspondent, James Marlowe. As an engineer, Stephen Lamanby designed Navy torpedoes, satellite-carrying rockets, oil rigs, special effects for Hollywood blockbusters, films like Saving Private Ryan. I don't know anything about Ryan, it's just a name. But if finding him so he can go home, if that earns me the right to get back to my wife, well then, that's my mission. And Gladiator. Who is he? Will you move your helmet and tell me your name? My name is Gladiator, and I will have my vengeance. He's generous with his time. He proved that so many times when he was working at Solent, giving up his time for free after the lectures were over with students who needed that extra tuition. He joined Solent University as a part-time lecturer in special effects and mechanical engineering. And he really does turn dry, boring lectures, because I've definitely sat through some lectures which are quite boring into exciting practical demonstrations Thank you. and is it true that you constructed a fake Russian tank and it was used on the streets of St. Petersburg in the James Bond movie uh, Golden Eye? Yes we did yeah we did that. How did that come about? Because the Russians didn't want a real tank driving over the cobblestones <laughs> smashing the cobblestones up around the Moika Palace so we built uh, a tank like a kid's toy with rubber tracks and underneath it had wheels. So it would take the weight but not break anything. And how did you get it into the James Bond movie? To supply all the tanks. Ah, okay, the supplier of tanks. There you so, go. Supply, well, I supplied all the, all the military vehicles for Saving Private Ryan, so I was the obvious choice for the James Bond film. I think you're a sexist, misogynist dinosaur, a relic of the Cold War. <laughs> No, James. I was always better. Both of you, stop it! You're like boys with toys. I wouldn't think of it. Charming. 
sophisticated secret agent. We're actually by the river in Winchester as the people walk by on a sunny August day and a lot has been written about you. Thank you very much for joining us here this afternoon. It's a pleasure. Because of that private lunch last year. So perhaps you could set the record straight. Firstly, in what context did you say the words Jewish people are among the cleverest in the world? It came up in conversation uh, about physics. I've always had a, an interest since I was a boy in astrophysics because I couldn't believe that a hundred years ago almost Albert Einstein was talking about such abstract subjects as light being affected by gravity and he worked out the speed of light which was a phenomenal thing to do in the 1920s. How did this man come to his realizations about what actually controlled the world and what does control the world and the whole universe that we live in? So my interest was based on this philosophy, on physics. And when the lady, my course leader, told me that she was a qualified physicist and she was American, it was an almost involuntary question for me to ask her if she was Jewish. And again, this was at a private lunch? At a private lunch, over a cup of coffee. Now, it was also reported to say that you said that black men are underprivileged and need all the help that they can get. Yes, I did say that. Because I've worked all over the world. I've worked in Africa. I've worked in South Africa, Mozambique. I've worked in North Africa. And I realised that a lot of people in Africa are culturally disadvantaged. They're no stupider than anybody else. But the culture they grow up in doesn't give them the advantages that we have in the West. And therefore, I was always prepared to give them extra help if I could. In addition to this, it was reported in the Times by Trevor Phillips that you told Dr. Berner that most Nigerians did not have it in their DNA to be engineers. Is this true? Absolutely not true. This was one of the spiteful comments made by my course leader in a fit of, of temper to get me sacked, knowing it would certainly get me sacked. She also alleged other silly things, um, like that I was a totalitarian. I mean, how does one become a totalitarian <laughs> over a coffee break? Did you say anything about DNA and African students? I said nothing about DNA. DNA is not, not uh, an area of expertise of mine. I know nothing about it. I only know that it gets used by the police in various reports you read in the papers. Yes. But I, I know nothing about DNA. Did Dr. Boner actually call you a racist or suggest that what you said at the time in the canteen last year was racist? Yes, she did. She called me a racist and, and she jumped up and caused a scene in the, in the cafeteria and stormed out. So she appeared angry? She was very angry, but she was a temperamental woman. I was previously warned by another member of staff that she would fly into rages. When race was mentioned? or No, when just about all sorts of things if you upset her. But of course you weren't intending to do that at the time. You, it just slipped out. The words this, this slipped out a, asking if she was Jewish. Well, I, I, I've, my, my analogy is to say if you said my grandfather plays the bagpipes on Burns Night and someone says to you, oh, is he Scottish? It's, it was that sort of involuntary reaction. <laughs> now again, you were criticised for saying that Germans are good at engineering. I said Germans were good at engineering, among other things. 
I was also talking about Japanese, the Americans, even the Russians are good engineers. We, we've, the British have always been good engineers, but we've, we've dropped it. We, we haven't supported our young people. We don't educate them the way the Germans do. Yeah. That was the point I was making, that, that the whole education system has, has failed our, our young people. Why do you think that she didn't understand that? She didn't stop to think about it. She just jumped up in a fit of temper, called me a racist and stormed out. But she's a physicist. She should be able to think academically. One would think so, but I, I don't know what went wrong. I, I was sat there actually open-mouthed, totally shocked by her reaction. Did people look around when she stormed off and moved the chairs? No, there weren't many people. Unfortunately, there weren't many witnesses to see all this. But um, it happened, and I thought afterwards, OK, in a university you, c you can say nothing. You can only think things. You mm. can't even say something over your lunchtime. I was going to come on to that, but how do you feel about the judgment against you? The tribunal judgment was just a few weeks ago. The tribunal judgment just 100% backed up the university's attitude. Uh, they said my comments were racist. Well, they didn't actually say they were racist. They said I was a potential racist. And so therefore right. I was, I was, uh, it was legitimate to sack me for thought crimes. Right, so borderline possibly crossing that border yes. is how it's interpreted. They backed up the university's decision to back me that I could become a potential racist. Here's something else I read about you. Were you asked at the tribunal if you voted to leave or remain within the EU? I was. I was asked if I was part of the Brexit generation and uh, about my age. In other words, I was anachronism and likely to be a racist. The judge was, was completely uh, biased in his whole summing up of, of the affair and on, completely on the side of the university. Wow, how much support have you received from colleagues or even former pupils? I've, I've had unbelievable support, overwhelming support, nationally and worldwide. I've had support from Canada, America, Japan, places you wouldn't imagine and from people you wouldn't imagine. and, and I've, just come back from a short break in Devon to postcards and, and personal letters and emails, mm. all of support. So really the, the, the trial was the trial of a heretic. 300 years ago they would have burnt me on a bonfire, but the people have supported it's good me that we don't have that overwhelmingly. Today. You also sent an email, the email after the lunch at the canteen last year. Yes. Um, naturally you were surprised of the reaction perhaps maybe even a bit angry, sent an email, but apparently Dr. Boner had already sent an email which was sitting in your inbox you didn't notice at that yes, time yes. and didn't even mention them in the meeting. So is it true to say that maybe whatever was in your email triggered her in some way? I think absolutely it did trigger her. Uh, following our meeting, she sent me an email thanking me for my time, which was given freely. and. Uh, making an appointment to see me the following week to discuss the same topics again, which was improvement of her course. But I was very angry at her outburst at me and shouting at me, calling me a racist. So I sent her an email telling her not to shout at me like a schoolboy. That obviously infuriated her. She then, only a few minutes later, wrote an email to her boss 
accusing me of making remarks on DNA, totalitarianism, and inferring that I might be radicalising students because she couldn't keep an eye on me in the classroom. It seems extraordinary. Was there anything else in that email besides her making you feel like you were a schoolboy? Why would somebody react in such a way? Only someone that has extreme temper tantrums and has problems with controlling their temper. It was uh, not logical at all. Do you regret not checking your inbox beforehand because had you done so, maybe you would have left it? Had I then... done so, I certainly would have left it. Mm. Um, yes, because I'm afraid my temper got the better of me, which is rare. I don't usually... <laughs> like most people, I lose my temper once or twice a year. Right. So in other words, there were some things in that email that perhaps really sparked, well clearly it did spark. All I said was, don't shout at me like a schoolboy, but that seems to have been enough. It doesn't seem to be very harsh to me. No, but I suppose she has a, a lofty position and, and imagines maybe her ego was, was affected by this. Is there an opportunity for an appeal? And have you thought about it, this? I've thought about it, but it, it's, it's not a, a distinct possibility. I'm considering my options. So it, it's hard once the, the, uh, the Industrial Tribunal has made its decision. There aren't many grounds that you can appeal against. But you still are considering it? I'm considering it. Right. Here's the thing. I, I don't know very much about astrophysics. And I had to actually look up the word as to the meaning of astrophysics. And I scribbled some of those words down and I'll read them to you. Astrophysics is the branch of astronomy concerned with the physical nature of the stars and other celestial bodies and the exactly. application of laws, of theories, of physics to the interpretation of astronomical observations. Exactly, yes. To a lot of people, including myself, I'm still not the wiser on those facts. I think in short and in simplistic terms for people like myself, it deals with space science and applies yes. the laws of physics and chemistry uh, related to the birth of the world and the stars and the planets and the galaxies and, and, and things like that. I think, to, to put it simply, it makes, makes people realise, if, if they study it, that we're living in, in a great big computer game and everything is, is interdependent. Every planet is interdependent. We are totally dependent on, on the laws of astrophysics whatever we do in this world is, is controlled by physics. And this is clearly something that you had an interest in at the very early age. I've had an interest since, since, since I was a young man. Mm. I'm told that there's 56 Jewish physicists, that's not an easy word to say, they've won the Nobel Prize. That's almost yes. half. Yes. Now that statement may or may, may not well, be a crime to say according to employment law, but am I right in saying that you're fascinated by people like Richard Phillips Feynman and Albert Einstein. Feynman was someone I named. Einstein, yes. I mean, Oppenheimer. Sure. According Lisa to your Meitner. industry, they, they unlock the keys to the university. That's I mean, this, this, this is yeah. exciting for you. This makes you... Um, well, it's, it, 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 now it makes a lot of what religion's always taught us obsolete. It, it, it's the key to the, to the universe at last. It, it's opening the doors. If people will open their, the doors to their mind, it will open it. You know, from a religious point of view, some of them actually believe it happened just that way. But before that, there was a spark that started it all off. But nevertheless, they don't necessarily disagree with some of this physi physi uh, physiology. Uh, physicist, or physiology. <laughs> there yes. you go. Yes, yes. 
No, I'm, I'm very happy with it. I enjoy it, and, and uh, I appreciate the great, great contribution that the Jewish people have supplied us with. But that's the thing, though, because of course not all Jewish people are Albert Einstein. No, of course not. You, you can get a Jewish dustman, of course you can, and, uh, and yes, it doesn't mean he's unintelligent. It just means his cultural upbringing and his background have taken him down a different path. Mm -hmm. And that's the same with the whole world. Yes. Um, I, I would like everyone to be aware, my thoughts are, that there is only one race and it's the human race. And we are all slightly different species of it, perhaps. But what we've all become is very tribal. And tribes then grow up with cultures the, the um, pressures of, of background, environmental advantage or disadvantage, persecution, this all pushes you down different channels and is likely to affect your mind and make you into different people. But I think we've all got to realise that we're all totally related. What, what always upsets me now about uh, the treatment of racism is that everyone is being accepted as diff different tribes. And we want to minimise that and say, no, we're a big family. You've all got to come back in, come back into the fold and all think of ourselves as equals. Right. But sharing everyone, this world. But everyone brings their own unique knowledge they and do. understanding. They do, and they do. And we can accept that. But uh, for, for me, as I say, the, what I said about the Jewish people, I would, I would never deny. Because I think the world owes them a, a, a great debt of gratitude for unlocking these keys to the universe. But specifically Albert Einstein and, and, and maybe others. It started, he's, well, he's the most started famous with, name, of course. Yes, not just with Einstein. He, he was conferring with, with other physicists at the time. Mm. But their, their abstract ideas were phenomenal and came to be proved right. They were proved right. You're now past retirement age. So no, th there is no retirement age for me. Oh, good attitude. I don't believe in retirement. Okay. And all the while I, I can work as an engineer, all the while I can teach people, I will uh -huh. do so. As long as you have that enthusiasm inside of you. W which I have, great mm. enthusiasm. Am I allowed to say your age, as what was reported in the papers? Yes, yeah, 73, I'm 70, afraid. Yeah, that's what I have written <laughs> down over here. So clearly you've been teaching for many, many years. You've no, I haven't been teaching for many years. No, I've been working worldwide as an engineer for many years. I've only been teaching in university for six years. Ah, because I was going to ask you if you've seen over the years, and I'm not sure six years is enough time to be able to see this, but changes of attitudes or free thoughts and the ability to speak your mind at universities. I saw a distinct change of attitude three years ago in Solent University when, when uh, high-powered managers were brought on board and it became far more commercial and the, the main interest seems to be to get the money and get the bums on seats rather than worry about the, the qualifications anyone's got that, to enable them to do the job. Mm -hmm. So I was expected to cheat, teach people that hardly I had an A-level. And one, one lad from Lithuania didn't even know what a roller bearing was when I was trying to teach him to build a wind generator. So um, this is in the university. In the university. But I understood you needed A levels to get into university. So you should. But nowadays, if you've got the, the nine thousand two hundred and fifty pounds, are we talking about students from abroad or from this country as well? From all countries, yeah, from everywhere. As long as you've got the money, you can get in. And that's all the management seemed to care about. They didn't care about what I was teaching them. They, ne they never spoke to the students that I taught. 
and they never stuck their head around my door when I was teaching. Yeah. And that's the problem, isn't it? Because now you've been tarred with the word racist. Ah, racist is the super silver bullet. There's no defence, there's no armour against it. It's a slang term which has been invented and I, I deny that racism can exist because it's tribalism, it's not racism. It's, it's one tribe going against another tribe. This, this is all old, old way of thinking. Ra racism is just a, a slang term that's been picked up and then people have realised how, how very powerful it is. And once you're, you're accused of it, you're, you're finished, you're sunk. You've got no defence. And based on what you've said, do you think you've been set up? <sighs> or made an example of? There's a bigger picture. There's a bigger picture this, to this story. Uh, we better discuss this later in private because this may be a legal issue. Okay. Well, I, I'm not sure then you were going to ask, answer my next question, which was actually related to Dr. Dr. Boner, who may herself had a, have had an issue with Jewish people becoming quite successful uh, in their relevant fields, because that seems to have sparked the reaction and hence the letter towards the tribunal or to her, or to her bosses. But I, I see in your eyes you don't wish to, uh, to answer that one. Okay, well that's uh, for those who can't see. <laughs> I've actually got nothing personal against Dr. Boner. I quite like her. And it, I think it's just very sad that she, she suffers temp temper tantrums, which is, I think, her undoing. Have you spoken to Dr. Boner since the tribunal? I've not been allowed to. I've not been allowed to have any contact with her. I was hoping to see her as a witness at, at, at the industrial tribunal but she didn't appear once again. Since sending the email uh, to her boss accusing me, I've never seen her. And she never appeared at any of the disciplinary hearings. And what about her boss? Any contact with him or her? No, no, no none, none whatsoever. But you've requested it, clearly? Yes, I did. Oh. I mean, what are you going to do now? I mean, because you still have a lot of knowledge to pass on. I'm open to offers. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Would you consider another lecturer job at a, another university? I would consider it. I'd, I'd consider a, a fellowship of, a, a, of an Israeli university. <laughs> well, let's see what we can do for you then in that case. Let me see if I can do a promotional uh, few words and uh, see if we can tie this in with something. As an engineer, Stephen Lammerby designed Navy torpedoes, satellite-carrying rockets, oil rigs and special effects for Hollywood blockbusters including Saving Private Ryan Gladiator. and Gladiator. Generous with his time, staying after class for free in many cases, helping those who need the extra tuition. He joined Solent University as a part-time lecturer in special effects and mechanical engineering. He turned dry, boring classes into exciting practical demonstrations including constructing a fake Russian tank used on the streets of St. Petersburg in the James Bond movie, GoldenEye, starring, of course, Piers Brosnan. Mm, yes. Stephen doesn't live far away from uh, Southampton in the south of England. He's available on a part-time basis to turn boring lectures into exciting talks on astrophysics, special effects, mechanical engineering, and to contact him 
I think the best thing is to come through myself, James Marlowe, and I can be contacted via my Twitter address, which mm -hmm. is James underscore J underscore Marlowe, or even you can contact Johnny Gord on his Twitter account. Thank you so much, Stephen, for giving your time this afternoon. Thank you again. I'm James Marlowe for Johnny Gord's Jewish State. Well done. Good. We're okay. okay. You still like yep. me? <laughs> that was fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. Brilliant. Never miss another Johnny Gould's Jewish State. And be first to hear the next show by subscribing now. Follow Johnny Gould on Twitter and Johnny Gould Show on Facebook. And if you liked what you heard today, leave a rating or review. That really helps bring more listeners to the show.